welcome to another episode of Wellness Wednesday with 3W. My name is Helen Wen, and I'm the CEO of 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit pro-women clinic in the Seattle area. Welcome again to another episode. Today, we are continuing on our series on breastfeeding. This is the second episode, and my guest today is none other than my only little sister, Helena Nguyen, and her positive experience about breastfeeding. Now, take that with a grain of salt because it took a while to get positive. And yes, her name is Helena, just add an A at the end of my name. My parents were not very creative with their names. We're also recording this in her home because she has an, a one-year-old, so you'll you'll hear Amelia kind of in the background sometimes, and a little dog. So just, just that quick disclaimer. Helena is a part-time preschool teacher at her own school called Learn A Lot Bilingual Preschool in Renton. She has a degree in linguistics and speech and language pathology. So thank you so much for having me over for dinner and um, oh. and recording this with me. So just to start off with, why did you decide to breastfeed versus use formula? I think that I wanted to breastfeed because it was, I'm, I mean, it's the most natural thing. And the first thing that I thought of, our family always valued the experience with breastfeeding, the, you know, social aspect with my daughter and being able to connect with her, but also, you know, you save a lot of money because Mm -hmm. I make the breast milk. We don't have to buy formula. So Mm -hmm. that's another upside as well. And I just felt like my body would know what nutrients and what she needs. And so I always just thought the first thing I would try would be breastfeeding. Okay. Very good. What were your expectations about breastfeeding? You know, I tried not to have too many expectations going into breastfeeding because I knew how hard it was going to be and how difficult it was. And so I just went in being as positive as I can and, you know, letting my body do its thing. And I figured if it was meant to be and if I was meant to breastfeed, it would happen, but I wasn't going to get all hung up on, on it. And I know that no matter how I feed Amelia, either breast milk or formula, that she was going to grow and develop like a normal little baby. So really my expectation was, you know, just to go with the flow and, and start from there. Okay. You, you were telling me at some point about your experience in the hospital right after giving birth and how did they prepare you to go home and breastfeed? Can you talk a little bit about that? <laughs> well, they didn't really prepare you for anything. Amelia's my first baby. And so during recovery time, they would come in and they would weigh her and they would ask me how many times I fed her and they would look at how she would latch. And, you know, you read stories about babies who are lip or tongue tied. And I was like, well, maybe it's that. And you know, they were tr- trying to show me all these techniques of holding her and they keep on telling me that she's not having enough and she's hungry and they keep weighing her. So it was actually really stressful at the beginning because I don't know what I'm doing and she doesn't know what she's doing and we're both learning. So I just felt 
really concerned that I wasn't producing enough for her and they would come in all the time and just squeezing my breasts really hard just to get a droplet, literally a droplet of milk. And at one point they gave us a tiny little, you know, those frozen yogurt spoons, almost those tasting spoons. And they gave me that and they put it under my breast and they would squeeze my breast onto that spoon and told me, to feed it to her that way. That's so um, weird. Yeah. And it was just insane because it was one droplet of milk. And they're like, oh, that's great. And I'm like, how is that? What? <laughs> like, what? And they kept on showing me the bead of how big her stomach is. I'm like, but that's a drop of milk. <laughs> so right. it was, you know, it was confusing. And yeah, I mean, you just, they just, literally give you this baby and they're like okay you're doing great you're going to meet a lactation consultant next week and you'll go over all of it then I'm like okay but Mm -hmm. what do I do in the meantime yeah and it was like here you go yeah good luck here's a pamphlet you can read about it (laughs) (laughs) all right well how was there a positive? I, I know that you stopped breastfeeding recently, correct? Yes. Okay. And was there ever a positive experience in breastfeeding? There was. And when a, was that point? I mean, there was many positives, but it didn't come with, it wasn't ever like a walk in the park, right? It wasn't always easy because there was so much responsibility and time that goes into breastfeeding and Mm -hmm. pumping. So I wasn't exclusively breastfeeding. I was also pumping at the same time. And Amelia actually took her first bottle very, very early on, like the second week of life. Just because I was so exhausted, I needed Rich, my husband, to help feed her in the middle Mm -hmm. of the night. So Mm -hmm. I was like, Rich, I just can't always get up and breastfeed her. You need you know, you need to help me. And so that's when I started pumping. And when I started pumping, that's when my milk really came in. And so I would be engorged all the time. And that's when I started to feel a little bit better about, you know, being able to feed her and, you know, giving her what she needs. And that turned out to be a lot more than what she needs, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was great because every time, you know, I was able to pump a lot, I was able to freeze a stash away. And mm-hmm. that's kind of like, you know, when squirrels like hoard all their nuts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fall just kind of felt like that where I had a stash, an emergency stash. So I knew that she was going to be taken care of. So yeah. I guess that's the positive out mm-hmm. of all of it. You were able to use her breast milk in her food. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Yeah. So at the beginning I used it in her food. If I had like excess, excess breast milk, I would use it in her baths Mm -hmm. um, for milk baths when she had like eczema flare ups Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, those are definitely all positives in terms of breastfeeding and being able to pump for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at one point you had so much milk that you started donating it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I donated actually over 670 ounces of breast milk. That's um, crazy. Yeah. When I, when you look at it, you're like, wow, my body made that. But thank goodness we have a deep freezer. So that was really helpful. I just started stacking bags up and like loading up shoe boxes. And that's how I would 
organize them by date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then once it got out of hand, I knew Amelia wasn't going to be using all of this. Mm-hmm. So I connected with actually a local Facebook group and mm-hmm. I reached out to moms who were in need. Mm-hmm. And it was great to be able to see that my breast milk, one, wasn't going to waste and two, nurturing, you know, these other babies who are growing and developing and their moms are desperate to feed them. Mm -hmm. And these babies are, you know, rejecting formula. There's really high needs babies, Mm -hmm. you know, so it was great to be able to provide for them Mm -hmm. and see them grow. And it was a great way of connecting with other moms too. Very cool. Yeah. So can you tell me the difference between breastfeeding and pumping? Yeah. Because I don't really understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Not being so, a mom myself. So. so, I mean, it's, to me, it's, it goes hand in hand. There's really no difference. I mean, a lot of people who are like pro breastfeeding is like, breast is best, meaning so like exclusively. exclusively breastfeeding, no bottles, no pumping, the nutrients in your milk will just disappear once it you know gets into the bottle but you know what it saved my sanity because at one point I remember early on I was breastfeeding Emmy in the middle of the night early morning hours and I fell asleep she literally almost rolled out of my (laughs) arms onto the ground and I jolted awake this little face just was like looking at me and I was like oh my gosh so that's when I knew I needed to start pumping start pumping and giving her the bottle and thank goodness she has been such a good baby she did not have any nipple confusion she did not mind the bottle she did not mind frozen breast milk any of that stuff so that's when i knew i was like okay for my sanity for amelia's safety for everyone i needed to yeah to pump and and that was you know that was fine with me and i needed to pump anyways because I was an oversupplier. Mm-hmm. So even when I breastfed her afterwards, sometimes I would have to pump because she couldn't drink Enough. all of it, Yeah, you know, to, to relieve the engorgement in my breast. So to me, it's the same. Yeah. 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 So how, how long did you pump for? And usually what does that all entail? Uh, at the beginning, when I was really, really like so much milk, I would pump every one and a half to two hours and it would be at least 15. Yeah, I would say an average of 15 minutes each time. Oh my gosh. But so you think about it every two hours, 15 minutes each time. And then thinking about all the pump parts because you don't have like 10 different bottles and pump parts. So every time you pump, you have to wash it and then sanitize it. So I was what like, doing, doing someone all- needs to come with, up with a better way of doing this. Doing all of that. And then even when your baby sleeps overnight. So Emmy sometimes at three months would sleep overnight. I would still have to get up almost every two to three hours just to pump. Because it would get so full. It would get so full and it'll hurt so bad I wouldn't be able to sleep. So if I didn't pump... I wouldn't be able to sleep anyways. <laughs> so even when she slept overnight, I would get up just to pump. And then one night I remember pumping in the middle of the night <laughs> and I had so much milk and I fell asleep and my pump was going, it overflowed onto my pants. 
So I literally jumped out of bed, but I couldn't scream because Emmy was still next to me in her um, bassinet. And I was like, because <gasps> it scared me awake. <laughs> so, yeah. So one of my breasts it overflowed. So I had to clean that all up quietly. And then like, make sure you store your milk in the fridge. So I'm like doing all of this, like half awake, still in pain, you know, so you have to take care of the milk too. And the baby. <laughs> oh so it is, it's, yeah. I always tell people, and this is what my OB aunt says too, giving birth is one thing and breastfeeding and pumping is a whole nother level. And it's, it's definitely true because there's so much that goes goes into it and commitment yeah. like it takes so much commitment to breastfeed mm-hmm. so are you glad you did it yeah I mean I would do it again mm-hmm. right I would do it again and I still actually have a lot of breast milk in the deep freeze I'm waiting kind of last minute to donate it probably in the next few weeks before it expires but I would definitely do it again. And I think the next time it will be even better because now I know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I'll be able to, because you never know, which with every pregnancy it's different, but be able mm-hmm. to have enough and be able to feed my baby, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So why did you stop breastfeeding? Oh, I was just done. <laughs> if the God honest truth, I was so done. So there's a lot of moms. I'm on like different mom groups. There's this mom that literally sat there and calculated how many ounces her baby would take and calculated down to the day of when she could stop pumping and breastfeeding. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And she's like, so this is how many ounces. Okay, okay, okay. And I was like, that's intense. But I totally know how that feels. And a lot of moms, kudos if you could breastfeed till they're two. But I was just done and I was ready to have my body back. And I knew Emmy was still growing and, you know, thriving on my frozen breast milk and you know, I, I mean, I naturally weaned her too. So just, you know, slowly giving her less, slowly pumping less. And so my body just knew it was time to stop. Oh, so you're not pumping anymore. No. Oh, no. Oh my gosh. I stopped that at 13 months. Okay. So a month ago, she's 14 months. And she's doing fine. Yes. She's completely on her like other milk now so she's not on any more breast milk Uh uh-huh but yeah the the pumping thing I stopped because it was just it was just so much to do it was and it was it was taking a lot of time away from her as well yeah so I would have to like reserve that time more than spending time with her after dinner and stuff Mm -hmm. just to sit there for 20 30 minutes to pump Mm mm-hmm yeah so this all seems very intense it was it was definitely experience and but then like after a while like you just it's just part of your daily routine yeah yeah and then once I like after three or four months when my body regulated a little bit more and my breasts weren't as engorged Mm -hmm. it was more comfortable Mm -hmm. you know so I was like okay I I can pump 
but I could stretch it to like three or four hours or okay. three to five hours, more than every two hours, right? Okay. So it was a little bit better, but man, those early days were were hard because I was also working, right? Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So, so was there ever a period of time where your milk dried up and then it came back or anything like that? Yeah, there were a few times. I think when she was about nine months, my milk supply went way low and I was freaking out. And I knew that she had a possible dairy allergy too. So that was another layer. And I was just so nervous because then I would have to wean her and transition her onto formula and then wean her and transition her into another milk at, you know, a year old just to meet her growing needs. But thankfully I started taking all these supplements to boost my supply. I tried to relax more because obviously stress is a huge factor a factor in decreasing breast milk Mm -hmm. and it's like how do you not stress stress so you're stressing about stressing (laughs) yes you're stressing about not stressing it's like when you get a pimple right and then you're stressing about the pimple and then people are like well if you did stress it would go away and i'm like you know so i took upwards of 10 to 15 pills a day to increase my milk supply. What what were those supplements? Um, it's it was something I found on Instagram, honestly, <laughs> but it worked. It uh-huh. worked. It's called like Liquid Gold, and it's from Legendary Milks. This is not an ad. <laughs> I'm not sponsored, but I I mean, there's just all this herbal stuff that went mm-hmm. into it, and mm-hmm. it was it was not tasteful. But I felt like it really helped with my supply and it okay. helped it stabilize so that I would have enough milk. I hope you researched this stuff. Yes, you I did. <laughs> You're free. No, I did. I did. And it sounded, you know, fine. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to. So I went through like hundreds mm-hmm. of pills until she reached a year old. So. Okay. Yeah. And did, like, did breastfeeding impact your eating habits at all like because what you eat impacts what she's gonna eat what amelia is gonna eat so did that impact that at all not really i would say i just try to eat a more balanced diet um people are telling me i'm i was rapidly losing too much weight so i was like well what do you want me to eat globs of fat (laughs) you know bacon you know but i mean i ate everything normally right Mm -hmm. and it's hard to eat as a mom because it's it's like when do you find the time to eat in between everything Mm -hmm. but you just you just leave snacks everywhere that's kind of a tip that I give to to new moms like in every corner of the house you should Mm -hmm. have some kind of snack nuts bars anything that you can pick up because Mm -hmm. at any moment you could die from hunger it almost feels like and you couldn't drink while you were breastfeeding right or did you alcohol yeah i didn't really no i probably can count like did you pump maybe twice no i didn't okay because a lot of things that i read was like oh once i never drank that much anyways yeah right so it would be like two sips of wine Mm -hmm. or and and that if it doesn't affect me i feel like it, it would be so diluted through my breast milk. Yeah. By the time it reached her anyways. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Yeah. So what is 
one thing about breastfeeding that you would like to tell our listeners? Is it like, what is one, one thing that you want them to take away from breastfeeding from your experience? I think, you know, cherish that connection that you're able to have with your child whenever you're breastfeeding, even though sometimes it takes 30 to 40 minutes away from your day or it take it feels like another chore almost, mm-hmm. but your baby is only a baby for so long and that connection and that bond will always be there through you know breastfeeding nobody else well (laughs) I guess nobody else not their parent not their dad not you know their grandparents not you know their aunts or uncles or whatever can breastfeed them Mm -hmm. and so this is your time to be with them and only your time to be with them Mm -hmm. so really cherish that moment as much as you can even though it feels like you have a million other things to do and there's always a list going through your head, but just, you know, take that moment in and relax as much as possible. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for this episode today and, and thank you to our listeners and um, tuning in to our series concerning breastfeeding. So our next episode, which is the third part of the series, will be with none other than our president and medical director, Dr. Susan Rutherford. She will be giving her viewpoints about breastfeeding from a medical perspective. So be sure to tune in to our next episode in this series on breastfeeding. And if ever you have, as our audience, any questions, concerns, or topics you'd like us to talk about, please feel free to reach out by visiting our website, 3wmedical.org. That's number three, letter W, medical.org. When you're there, please click on Wellness Wednesday, the tab up on top. There you will get to our Wellness Wednesday podcast page and you'll get to engage with us more. You'll get to sign up for our newsletters that talks about these different topics that we're talking about today. And also there's a little corner where you can ask Dr. Rutherford medical questions that you're just curious about. So be sure to click on that and tune in every Wednesday at 10 o'clock. There's a new episode that comes out and we're just really excited for, for you to join us. So thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, be well. <laughs>